Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. You have a fan base in that great Colosseum, and they're singing and they're shouting, Keep on keeping on. Don't stop. Keep on going. You may be troubled by things around you or things within you or things behind you or things in front of you, but keep on keeping on. There's a great cloud of witnesses and they're watching you run the race that God's called you to run. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be Are we troubled with things around us or within us? Are we feeling discouraged with our relationship with the Lord? In today's message, Pastor Ed will exhort us to keep on running the good race. We can't allow ourselves to become discouraged. But when we do feel down with life's circumstances, then we need to turn to the Word of God. We need to remember that we have a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Keep on keeping on. Run the race that God has called you to run. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Running the Race. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, running the race of faith. Remember when you were saved and accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the enthusiasm, the excitement, the joy, the zeal to run the race? Do you still have that same enthusiasm, zeal to run the race? We're told in Hebrews chapter 12 about running the race that God has for us. And we're given counsel on how to run that race successfully. So that when we come to the end, the finish line, and we stand before God, we'll be accepted and we'll have run well. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning to read with verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What a powerful word of encouragement for us to run the race that God has marked out for each. 
Paul the Apostle was concerned that at the end of his days he might be a castaway. That after having labored and work, his work and labor may not have been accepted. He was concerned that he would do things right before God so that he would hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, at the end of the journey. Because it's possible to live and serve and work and then to find out when you get to heaven, it's wood, hay, stubble, and clay, and just simply burnt up and counts for naught. In Hebrews, we discover how to run the race successfully, how to run the race of faith and finish with an approval. Months ago, you heard about Marion Jones. She was an Olympic medal winner. In Sydney, Australia, she won five medals at the Olympic Games. Now, she denied using steroids. But recently, she confessed that she had lied to the judges, she had lied to the panel, she had lied to really America, and she was stripped of all five of the medals. In fact, her teammates that participated with her also were lost the medals that they had. We don't want to run the race, the Christian race, and then at the end of that race, realize we didn't run the proper way. We didn't run God's way. Because in the end, it's good to have a good beginning. You want to have a good start. But you need to have a good ending. Because the end colors and shapes everything that precedes it. How we end determines really the value of what we've done in many ways. All of us, when we think of men like Jimmy Swaggart, he reached thousands and millions and did incredible things, but we don't think of that. We think of him standing before national television, weeping, saying, I've sinned. And just, we think of how he ended the race. We think of Marion Jones, how she ended being stripped of all of those awards. How can we run the race successfully? How can we run the race and win? Well, the Bible tells us in verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, whenever you see therefore in the Bible... It refers to everything that preceded it. And what preceded was chapter 11. The great hall of faith. The great runners in God's arena. He says, therefore, go back to those men and to those women who ran in faith and accomplished great things for God. And it says, therefore, 
since we are surrounded by such a great cloud. The picture is of an arena. And the seating is tiered up and up and up. It goes for generation after generation after generation of believers fills those seatings. There are the prophets. There are the apostles. There are the men and women of God that we read about in Scripture. There are the church fathers. There are those who have gone on before. And they're all in that great Colosseum. That great amphitheater. That great crowd cheering us on. They are witnesses. What are they witnessing? They are witnessing you and me running the race. They are cheering us on as we're running. They're witnessing how we utilize our faith in Christ, how we walk with God, how we believe God, how we do exploits in his name. But it's even more than that. They are witnessing to us. Can you hear them shouting in the crowd, shouting in the stands? You're running the race, and suddenly you become weary. And you feel like there's no results. I've been witnessing to my family. I've been praying for my friends. I've been served. And you hear Noah. Don't worry. Keep on serving. It'll happen. They may not understand, but keep on going. You, you, you feel like, oh, my past isn't what some people's past are. I wish I had a different family tree. I wish I had a different family origin. I wish I had a different past. And Rahab shouts out, if you're talking about past, just look at mine. I was a harlot and look what I did. But the blood of Christ cleansed me and forgave me. Uh, you may feel like Jacob as you're running and you feel like, Lord, there's so much wrong in me. I do this wrong and that wrong and I'm struggling with this. Jacob says, don't worry, keep on running. Get up and keep on going because he'll change you from a supplanter, a deceiver to a prince with God and man. Can you hear them cheering us on? Uh, there, you're running the race and you say, I wish I had the gifts of someone else. I wish I had other abilities and more abilities. And you hear Moses says, don't trust in yourself. I couldn't even speak. But God, but God. So there's a great coliseum of witnesses cheering us on. You have a fan base in that great Colosseum, and they're singing, and they're shouting, keep on keeping on. Don't stop. Keep on going. You may be troubled by things around you, or things within you, or things behind you, or things in front of you, but keep on keeping on. There's a great cloud of witnesses and they're watching you run the race that God's called you to run. And so there's that encouragement. There are encumbrances 
encumbrances. If you look at the biblical text, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There are encumbrances, things that just burden you, weigh you down. There are things like that. Uh, In the NIV, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders. What are some of those burdens that keep you from being all that God wants you to be? Well, it could be a bowling ball or a golf club. It could be a tennis racket or a motorcycle. It could be a job or... It could be some other pursuit. Anything that dampens your ardor, your ardor, your devotion to God. Be willing to put it aside and run the race. The most important thing in your life is your relationship to God. Nothing is more important than that. Nothing is more critical than that. Nothing is going to have more lasting impact on you than that relationship with him. And so make that central. It was J. Wilbur Chapman who said, The rule that governs my life is this. Anything that dims my vision of Christ or takes away my taste for Bible study or cramps my prayer life or makes Christian work difficult, it's wrong for me. And as a Christian, I must turn from it. Some may do it legitimately, but you can't. Some may be able to do things that you can't do because somehow that slows you down that hinders you, that becomes a burden to you. But you run and you cast off everything that might hinder you. Uh, Those runners would take away all the unnecessary weight so that they could run the race and they could be their best. There are also things that bind us. Not only that burden us, but bind us in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Sin is sin. If it's wrong for her, it's wrong for her. If it's wrong for him, it's wrong for him. Uh, You're not an exception to it. You don't get a special dispensation of grace. And God says, well, it's wrong for everybody else, but you can get away with it. No, no, no. Sin will tangle you up, will trip you up, will keep you from doing and being all that God wants you to do and all that God wants you to be. And so we have to deal with sin. Don't tolerate it. Don't allow it in your life. See, God is no respecter of persons if he judges sin somewhere else he'll judge it over here too so deal with sin in your life don't let anything encumber you be diligent 
and be drastic if you have to to eliminate things out of your life that hinder your relationship with God or that bind you up and trip you up and keep you from winning the race and becoming what God wants you to be. So there's encumbrances, but we're encouraged also to endure, to endure. The Christian race is not a stroll in the rose garden. It's not living out our Christian life in a playground. It's a battlefield. It's a war. It's a conflict. The conflict of the ages. And as soon as we realize and recognize that, we'll be able to run the race the way God wants us to run. In Hebrews 12.1 it says, and let us run with endurance. The race God has set before us. There are going to be difficulties. There are going to be obstacles. You notice the text says, and let us run with perseverance. That's the NIV. Or the idea is that you keep on keeping on. You keep on bearing down. You keep on going forward. You endure. Some people expect the Christian life to be a life where they're sitting on the beach and they're sipping some type of a drink out of a straw. And it's just going to, no, no, it's an endurance test. And so we're encouraged to endure this faith. Jerry Bridges said, endurance and perseverance are qualities we would all like to possess but we are loath to go through the process that produces them. It's the pressure. It's the stress. It's the opposition. It's the difficulty that are forming character and strength within you. If you look at Abraham and said, Abraham, how did you become a man of faith? Look at the trials that he went through. Look at the difficulties that he went through. Look at all that he experienced. Those things made him and formed him and shaped him. I dare say, if you would take trials and difficulties out of your life, you would be merely a hothouse plant that would wither at the slightest trial that comes into your life. In... The journals of John Wesley, he kept very meticulous journals. He would preach even though he wasn't well received. Here's an example of his journal for a period of time. Sunday a.m., May 5th, preached at St. Anne's. Was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday p.m., May 5th, preached at St. John's. Deacons said, get out and stay out. Sunday a.m., May 12th, preached at St. Jude's, can't go back there either. Sunday p.m., May 12th, preached at St. George's, kicked out again. Sunday a.m., May 19th, preached at somebody else's. A deacons called a special meeting and said I couldn't return. Sunday p.m., May 19th, Preached on the street, kicked off the street. <laughs> Sunday a.m., May 26th, preached out in the meadow, 
chased out of the meadow when a bull was turned loose during the service. <laughs> Sunday a.m. June 2nd, preached out at the edge of town, kicked off the highway. Sunday p.m. June 2nd, afternoon service, preached in the pasture, 10,000 people came. It takes perseverance. It takes determination. It takes endurance. Don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on those children. Don't give up on that relationship with God. Don't give up. Just keep on keeping on. Sometimes the endurance is especially difficult when we look at the differences. We turn and look at our brother, our sister, and we say, boy, I like their track a little better. In Hebrews 12:1, it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. There's a race marked out for you. God has marked out a race. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the author and the finisher of your life. All your days before one of them came to be, God planned them out. There's the race. And you might say, this is wonderful. But look what she has. You know, if I had that type of situation, I could do good too. I could really live a Christian life. If I got his paycheck, I could really live a Christian life. We begin to look at somebody else's race, and we begin to compare ourselves with one another. And the Bible, of course, says that's unwise to do. There's a race marked out for us. Your race will include something that someone else's does. Does because God is speaking and working through you in a very specific and special way. Uh, you look in Hebrews chapter 11, some people like Daniel were delivered supernaturally. Some people, they were allowed to go and face martyrdom. It's different for different people. It doesn't mean that God is not at work in their lives, but he has chosen and marked out a race very specifically for you that will bring him honor and glory, that you are gifted and called to run. Finally and last, we've looked at the encouragement, the encumbrances, and the endurance. We need to look at the example. In 12.2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Fix your eyes on Jesus. It's saying, give your attention to Jesus. Give your attention to Jesus. Our attention must be turned to him. Now, look at Moses. It's okay. Look at Joshua. It's okay. Uh, look at Jacob. It's okay. But look beyond them, too. Look beyond them to their coach. Look beyond them to the one who inspired them. Look beyond them to the one who gave them strength to run the race in the way they've run the race. Look to Jesus. Don't make the mistake and fix your eyes on the church. You'll be discouraged because the church is filled with people with feet of clay who are flawed and weak just like you. 
If you focus your attention on those around you rather than Jesus Christ, you'll lose the way. You'll stumble, you'll fall, you'll get discouraged, you'll get disheartened. Like Peter, you'll find yourself sinking in the waves. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the next several broadcasts, Pastor Edward Jones will explore the faith of Abel, Enoch, and Noah. We'll learn that faith is crucial in our lives as followers of Christ. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access an archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your word reset.